today I'm talking to Lynn Ruddick. Um, would you like to just introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, thanks a lot, Jess. Yeah, I'm Lynn um, and I am an adopted adult. I was in care, the care system for uh, four years from four to eight. Um, and yeah, who am I now? I am um, a previous NHS worker, used to be a nurse. Um, I now work in innovation consultancy and I've got a side hustle called Ripple Rebels. Uh, so I keep myself nice and busy. Um, and yeah, it's great to be chatting to you today, Jess. Thank you. Uh, can you just tell us a bit about what you remember from, because obviously you're only little when you went into the into foster care. Um, like what you remember, like like now, what's what have you sort of brought forward with you? Yeah, it's a great question. Memories are funny, aren't they, when you apply kind of your <laughs> adult brain to them as well? Yeah. Um, they seem to change quite a lot but yeah I mean I was I was four and I just remember it being a bit chaotic I kind of remember my my biological mum still sort of being in and out um but it was weird because it was very young so I think what I've done is I've gone back with my adult brain and I've added information um yeah. I've also read my my file I was gonna just gonna say did you have you asked for your file some people don't like to and some people like to do look at them um, and I know people have asked for them, but read a page and then never gone any further into it. Yeah, I think I need to go back into it. You know how you have phases. I think I read it, reacted and put it in a folder and I've not opened that folder since. So yeah. I want to go back and open that folder. But yeah, it's funny. I wasn't actually going to look at my care records, but it was my sister who um, wanted to because she's now a social worker. So um, she looked at her file because she thought it was important for how she developed as a social worker and then said to me that she thought I'd find it really useful. She said the same to my brother. So the three of us, all three of us, our biological brother, brothers and sisters, there's three of us. And um, yeah, we were all taken into care at the same time and all adopted by the same family. So, Which um, is a, so you just don't hear of that. No, I've, I've never heard of that happening I mean I haven't got much experience in it all but that's so amazing isn't it that you've managed yeah, that you managed absolutely. to stay especially being in the system for four years um but having read my file I've learned that it was very close for us to be separated so um they had this they had a kind of a final push basically and we went to Warwick Castle and we were on find a family tv program and we oh, were wow. newspaper. and um as a result of that like 30 families applied for us and um my, my, do, I wonder if they still do that now. Could you I do don't that? Know. I really don't know. I think we should look it up. Um, I also don't know if it seems really wrong. I know. It's like, I do feel like my parents like won us or something. It's like some weird. I was just going to say, it's like kids and children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's quite a sad watch, actually, because basically it's the whole thing's called Find a Family. And so the whole hour is lots of families that are looking for new, for new you know, wow. uh, permanent homes, I guess. Um, do you remember being on that? I remember being at Warwick Castle, definitely. I remember what yeah. I was wearing. I remember there were peacocks there. I can hear the peacocks during the video, uh, or you know, when we were being recorded. And we were allowed behind the scenes so we could sit on the horses and we could put the armour on and we went into the into the actual castle behind all the ropes, which is amazing. Do you remember if they told you why you were there? Um, so I definitely remember it was important and I knew that me, my brother and sister had to be good and come across well. Um, to the extent where I said in it that I really like maths and I hate maths. I've always hated maths. 
because that, um, that sells it. <laughs> so like I know that. what they'll like. People will like me <laughs> if I'm good at maths. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So yeah, I remember, I remember kind of telling my brother to be, you know, to you know, sort himself out and be good. Um, you know, it's almost like this is our final shot. I remember feeling like it was our final shot. It was like, is this or nothing? Which uh, for uh, how old were you then? What age? Um, were you? I must have been about seven. What a like for a seven-year-old to feel like you've got to put on a show. Yeah. To like that's your final chance to stay. That's a lot, isn't it, on a seven-year-old? Yeah. And definitely. like expected of you, I think. Yeah, and it was just after a failed adoption as well. So we'd had we had an attempted adoption that we'd and we'd been with them for quite a long time. Um, I think that's why I had that sense of because it was funny in that during that adoption, it didn't feel right. I knew it wasn't right, but I thought this is our chance for a kind of a future together. Yeah. Um, and then when it failed, I think, and we went back to the same foster parents we were with before. Okay. And I feel like I'd gone really backwards. So it's kind of like a it really did feel like important. This had to work. Yeah. And how did you feel like when that adoption failed? Do you know or remember like how you were as a person? Did you did that? Did your behaviour change or did you did anything? Did it affect you a lot? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. I've thought about this a lot. And I think that's when my um, I do I do struggle with feelings of failure. And I always have through my adult life. And I do think that's the first time I felt it so acutely that I'd yeah. let my brother and sister down. Um, and Are that, you the eldest? Yeah, I'm the oldest. And I was like, yeah. I really wanted it to work and I wanted them to be happy. And I do remember feeling like I'd failed. Um, oh. And then we were back in that foster family that we weren't particularly happy in. It wasn't, wasn't a great environment. And I guess being together... And not having that stable home and you being the eldest, it does put it on your shoulders. It kind of gives you that parent role at such a young age. Definitely. It took a long time for my biological parents to help me get out of that headspace as well. To let them parent rather than you parent. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Very, very hard, especially at eight. Like you're, you're a whole person, aren't you? You've got a whole personality and yeah through a lot and 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 it's it's not just that you're going you've got to go to school every day you've got friends but you're worrying about do you think it affected your schooling when you were in yeah I mean when I (laughs) excuse me when I went to so when I was adopted at eight I couldn't read properly so I was way behind Um, and I remember being very quiet at school like I hid I basically hid away a lot Mm. Um, I I just tried to stay under the radar basically because obviously nothing about me was normal. Like I'd, I didn't go mm. to any schools for very long, went to quite a few schools. Um, oh, okay. And then obviously didn't have, I had this all the same clothes the whole time. I didn't have many, like when I was adopted, I think I had one little bag of clothes and I'd been with them for years. So yeah. um, I just remember feeling like, yeah, the odd one out and it was all yeah. heavy. It felt heavy, you know, that sort of kind of. Yeah. You'd rather just, not say anything and nobody give you that attention kind of thing yeah yes yeah I think it's hard it is I I just don't understand how like speaking to like children now going to school not knowing if you're going home to the same house also worrying about your siblings and being expected to perform 
as anyone else would perform in the school it's just such a lot and not having and if you're moving schools you've not got someone at school that you fully trust and I think trust is a big thing when you're moving like having that time with someone to be able to trust them yeah and I don't know your but the inconsistency of social workers like if you don't see them very often but then your school's changing every you don't have that one person yeah I've got it's really funny I was trying to think about this I don't have any sense of who it seems like they were the same people because the names like I think it was between three people the names oh, okay similar. But I don't have a sense of how I felt about them. You know how you look back and you've got this Mm. feeling. I don't remember feeling necessarily helped or happy or I don't feel like let down by them either. I just feel like it was just these people in my life. And I I made a scrapbook with them. Yeah. It's about all I remember, really. Yeah. So it wasn't someone that sort of stood out. No. In the time that you were between places. No, my my biggest feeling is that it was us. It was like us three against the world. That's that was my that's my memory of my childhood. It was me, my brother and sister, and we did everything we could to look after each other. Um I don't really remember anyone else being there for us. No, especially moving schools as well, like you said. Yeah. Um how we how did your like your siblings deal with it? Did you all sort of deal with it in the same way or was it different for yeah. all of you? So I I was the oldest um, and then my brother's a year younger than me and then my sister's four years younger than me. So when we were taken into care, my sister was only a baby. Yeah. Kind of known. And then she was four when she was adopted. So I think I'd say kind of really, I I was probably her mum figure. So the two of us were incredibly close. And then obviously me and my brother were basically the same age. So um, we're just trying to find our own ways through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like survival really isn't it you're just thinking yeah it's not a childhood it's just getting yeah. through each day isn't it yeah and also always feeling separate because everything was felt separate was separated from everyone and it felt like that throughout so in the home we never ate with the family we ate separately if we were in the lounge we were there when the family weren't there if the family were there we had to go into our rooms so it's kind of it was really oh, so it wasn't a home it wasn't a home. It was a foster home, like a, a family. But they didn't make you feel like part of the family at all? No, not at all. Which is, it's worrying, isn't it? Like, I don't know. My friend's just become a foster carer. So she's been doing it six months, maybe now, eight months. And she's she makes it their home. So it's... And she's well, she's supposed to be short term, but she's now got a 16 year old and I think she's actually going to stay. And it's only taken a few months, actually. And now she does treat it as her home. And that's what she wants her to feel. And like if she wants to stay, if she wants to go out, she'll help her. And she's sort of basing herself there now, which is really lovely. But you do hear so many stories of people doing it and it's more for the what well, it's awful to say but it's more for the money than I yeah that's, that's and, and that's what I find really yeah hard like my friend has to fight for this because she's no trouble and she's behaves she's got her, she's got things that she needs support with but if it wasn't for my friend 
in the meetings going, why are you asking me if I'm all right? I'm fine. Like, why are you not helping her? But if right. a foster care is only doing it for the money, they've not got that person to fight their fight for them. No, absolutely. And I definitely got a sense it was all for the money, for sure. Um, just because there was no other connection. There's uh, no, yeah, the emotional connect. There's no, yeah. no. It's I hard guess- as well because they don't have very many, they don't get taught much as in how to parent. It's more like they're f- you're fed, watered, you've got a roof over your head, you're doing the job right. Exactly. That was Which, exactly it. Yeah. <coughs> Which yeah. for me is like, if you're in that situation and you're in a foster home, you've been through so much, the person care like looking after you should be helping you with that, helping with your emotion, like be have that emotion towards you. Otherwise it's it's only gonna make make it worse for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether, I mean, I'm 43 now, so it's quite a long time ago. Yeah. I do remember um, when when we were adopted, the advice the foster parent gave to my mum was, you need to be quite strict. Um, you know, the emotional side isn't so helpful. So I don't know whether it's a bit of an old school God. mentality. Yeah. yeah. Hold arm's length because otherwise it would be really difficult. Um, so there was definitely no emotional connection at all. Uh, no. So was your mum, were they foster carers before or were they just, they were just adopting? Yeah, they just, they wanted, yeah. they wanted to build a family. Um, they saw, they saw us. They saw that, well, I think it was actually my aunt, so my mum's sister sent her the newspaper article where he'd been in the Coventry Evening Telegraph. Said, look at these three, what do you think? Um, that literally is, I just can't believe it. I know. <laughs> I don't know why I've never heard of that before I need to see this I think it's quite unusual I can I'll share I'll share stuff with you I'll, I'll yeah. dig it out and I'll send you um yeah I'll send you some pictures um but I've I've got a copy of the um video from Warwick Castle and I've got the art the newspaper article as well it's just a picture of our three faces and a little story about us saying oh. we're a family um oh so that's where they found you in a newspaper what a story yeah yeah it's like lost oh. and found. Or, and uh, how did you find it? Like going, like suddenly going into being in the situation you were and then suddenly going, oh, you've got, was it quite quick or do they do it gradually or? Um, I, it was, I think it was gradual as in okay. the meeting. I think we had a meeting with them a couple of times. I can't remember if we went up to the Midlands to see them either. I can't remember, but. Um, I do remember the day they came to collect us. It was just so bizarre. And I remember us going up the drive and I saw this huge house and we go in the house and I've got my own bedroom for the first time ever. And it had this little dog quilt. And when you turn the quilt over, you could see the back of the dog and the front of the dog was on the front. And I was just like, oh my God, this is my bedroom. Uh, And it was really bizarre. And I remember just sitting in there with the door closed and thinking, this is, this is mine. Um, And then an amazing feeling though. Yeah absolutely um, just from did it take you a long time do you think to like adjust to that yeah definitely absolutely um I mean I, I spent a lot of time I think it was difficult for me to not be with my brother and sister so that needed so I think we needed some support around how to have our own time but yeah I spent a lot of time just sitting in that room thinking and just thinking you know wow I mean there was an enormous garden we had a massive garden um we had neighbours that my parents knew, you know, so suddenly there was this whole world just opening up with 
a community like not just you three yeah exactly exactly and people wanting to talk to us and feeling like we're part of something you know and what blew my mind actually was meeting my nana for the first time my mum's mum yeah oh my goodness I have a nana it's like and she's lovely (laughs) oh and were they all really like accepting of what was happening yeah incredible yeah and they're big it's a big family and they were awesome so I think yeah for me as well I think what it suddenly opened up was I suddenly felt like there was opportunity um that's why I set up Ripple Rebels a little bit is because you know people with backgrounds like this might feel like they don't have any opportunity because you know no one had bothered to read with me I'd never done that well at school yeah you know what were my chances really but suddenly I felt this moment of hang on a minute look who I'm with and they're genuinely interested they're talking to me yeah they want to help yeah yeah Um, and did you get any help like through social services or your social worker did you get any help with like what had happened like the whole going into care and like support with like the emotional side of things I don't remember I don't remember getting any help I, I remember this like re- real heaviness, real sadness throughout. Um, and I don't ever remember being able to talk to anyone about it. Or when I look at my file, it looks like questions were asked and there okay. was comments. But it doesn't, when I read it and read what they've said, it doesn't match with how I remember I felt. Okay. Um, so it almost felt like everything was a bit tick boxy. Yeah. Um, and and actually, people... if you are feeling like that, are you really going to tell someone that? Yeah. If you don't see them enough. No. And to be honest, I was probably so busy trying to please everyone at that point because I just needed a future. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I have to fight with. I'm very good at you know, getting into that. Make sure everyone's happy. Rather yeah. Than you actually want and feel. Um, and I guess that's something that. I think maybe could have helped like just that it's that's not your you've now got a family like maybe looking back at what's happened and support with that um yeah because that, do you know what I mean it's still happened like you're yeah. in that good place but it depends I guess it depends fit, how it? yeah yeah it's interesting actually hearing because one, one thing I was always surprised was we never got any counseling or support or anything but I think what happened is they asked my parents if that should be the case. And I think they just said, no, we're OK. And I don't think that should be allowed. I think I think that the, the young, you know, we should have been offered that opportunity. It, uh, it's I don't actually really, it makes me cross. Um, yeah. No one going into care gets automatically gets any like support through cams or anything. Um, there's tick box things I guess that if they think um it may be to the extreme they might but especially if you're moving between foster homes cams will reject the referral because you're not in a stable home right so unless you've been lucky enough like to be adopted or be in some sort of long-term home that there isn't anything um I know children that have then now in the stable home and they've asked for to then go into CAMS and it's still been rejected, but with no sort of reason. Um, and, I, and I do get that some, they won't be not, they won't always be ready 
to go down that route. Um, but they might not be ready till they're 30, 40, 50. Yeah. But for me, I think it should always be there. Definitely. Because it it's and trauma, it isn't be- it? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And it shouldn't be it shouldn't be acceptable for someone else to decline it on your behalf either, even if it exactly. is a parent or the next carer or whoever. Because um, actually, I would have loved the chance to have spoken to someone. Um, yeah. you know, I don't recall any support between different foster homes. I don't recall any support after the adoption failed. Um, and that's probably for me when some really quite significant feelings started layering on and now as an adult yeah. I have some issues around that so you know if I'd yeah got- it doesn't like you said yes a st- I think a stable home and being adopted is amazing because your state it's stable there a lot of the worries of being moved or if you're staying together that goes yeah but it doesn't fix everything <laughs> no not at all not at um, all but like you said it's just yeah I just think that support needs to be there um But again, I think it's the lack of availability for these services. Um, And especially for children that are the ones that aren't in stable um, homes, they're moving continuously. They're going to need support more than anyone. Absolutely, yeah. Is that that yeah? I mean, if 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 it's it must amplify that feeling of failure because I mean I remember that so acutely. Be moved that many times and not not have any certainty about where you're going, what your future is. Yeah, uh, I only had that a few times really, but that was still very damaging. It is, it yeah, definitely is, and I think for like you said for if you're looking at like their out outcomes of looked after children, it's so much lower, yeah. and so something's not right. Like something's going very wrong if especially when you've got people just assuming that you're not going to make it because you're in but it's not them that have put themselves there but they kind of get that stigma attached to them of what's happened in their life yeah and I think it's without the we should be supporting them to say no you can do it you're not in that situation now things should be more positive you shouldn't then go actually your outcomes weren't going to be great if you stayed there, but you go into care, which is why a lot of people stay the threshold so high to go into care now, because I've heard so many people say, well, their outcomes would probably be better staying at home than mm. it would be in care. Well, awful, isn't it? how are we calling it a care system if if that's not what it's doing? Yeah. Um, so it's scary it's just scary it's interesting because that that point of view got transferred to my adopted parents as well so um they basically were always saying to us don't worry we know that you've had a difficult start so we know we're not expecting much of you basically so um I found out um that my like three generations of my family went to the same school it was King Henry VIII in Coventry um a private school yeah Um, and I remember just saying to my mum well why 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 don't I have a go I mean I didn't think about cost or anything I was just thinking my family have gone there why why do I not go there yeah oh no no don't worry it's not that's not expected you know it's it's fine and the local the local school's lovely um which it is um yeah but this like it's it's funny this must have been kind of a bit of a change for me because at the that moment I was like hang on a minute why not I think I can do this so 
you know, I, I, I said to my mom and dad, I, I think I can, I think I can get into this school. Um, and they did, they helped me. I had a little bit of math tuition um, and I did lots of extra work. I worked really hard on my reading and stuff, took the exam. And I remember being in the car with the results and my mum was like, look, don't, this doesn't mean anything. You're yeah, you're loved this. If you don't get in, it's not a problem. I got in. So amazing. Got into this school. Obviously, my parents hadn't factored in that they were suddenly going to have to pay fees for a school. <laughs> so it, in actually it pushed you. So it yeah. gave you motivation to go, actually, no, there's no yeah. reason I can't do it. But the other side of it is that my parents might have said, no, don't even go for it because of what they'd heard from social workers and others that I probably yeah. would, uh, you but, know. And it's that, it's that view, it's that view of they, yeah. you're just not expected to. So no wonder a lot of children just go down the wrong path because that no one's going, no, you can do it. Like yeah. they need that to think, to give them the motivation just to push through. Because it's so, it, what's easier, working hard for something when people don't think you can do it or going down and drinking, doing, going out with your mates. Do you know what I mean? It's I can totally see. How it's that not believing that in themselves whatsoever. And you just need that, those couple of words. And, and the care system can do that. If, they, if it wasn't just about ticking boxes, about, like you say, getting fed, having a roof over your head. Yeah, it's few comments about who you are as a person and what you'll be able to do and what you're looking forward to and just that different like nuance of a conversation. Just Suddenly. someone having an interest. Yes, and yes. for me, I think that's the biggest thing I've found. Um, people like some children I've spoken to, like they don't speak to their social worker for what, six weeks, say, and I think not once have they checked in to see how school is. How are you getting on? Have you got any exams this week? How did you get on? Have you got a maths test? Just those small bits like well done or just those just to help them. Do you need any help or is there anything I can do? Because otherwise, who's going to say it to them? They haven't got a pet like a constant parent or if they've got a foster carer like that's just it's just a job. Do you know what I mean? There's no one to isn't what's the point if no one knows what you're doing or cares? it doesn't give them that push does it yeah absolutely it's almost like you need someone who's doing a bit of role modeling rather yeah. than just checking yeah it. well I'm hoping um at uni we got told that I think it's adults BCP they're changing it I don't know if they're doing it in children's yet but it's sort of going to the, it's like the three c's so they're moving it more so it's less paperwork but more spending time with them and dealing with, with it yourself rather than try like pushing it referrals. Yeah. Because a lot of the time things can be dealt with quite easily without having to do a referral, which will take ages or whatever. It's more the spending time with them and moving through the three stages. But I think it cuts out the paperwork by quite a large amount. And mm. I think that's what social work is. Like yeah. you should be, uh, the majority of the time should be with the person. Communicating, having a nice conversation. Yeah. And that's like, I think it, it, it sounds really simple, but <laughs> at the moment I think it's like, so, I can't remember the exact percentage, but it's such a small percentage of a social worker's time is spent with serving, like with the children or the adults. It's mostly at a desk. Yeah. 
so I think shift, doesn't it yeah a hundred percent because I mean it may just be one comment one comment might be life-changing for a person yeah and to be that person that person that you think oh they've done that because you've pushed them like not pushed them but you've encouraged them or like you believe in them I think is such a big big deal to them um so do you think your sister went is going went into social work because of your past definitely most definitely she's determined to um do it right for others I think when she looks back at our past and when she read our our file I mean she was she was angry frankly yeah and uh, yeah, I think she's she's determined. So she she wants kind of the more attached approach. So curiosity, empathy, yeah, communicating well. Um, and she's doing a lot of work around helping. Um, so she was helping um, children in care. She now helps children who've just been adopted. Um, so oh, she was okay. helping the kind of attachment. Actually, how do you play? How do you communicate? Yeah. How do you really help that young person feel important and loved and build because that- they miss so much of that. Yeah. Like you, until you've gone back and revisited those things that they haven't done, just the simple things like play, textures, and anything. Yeah, it's so hard for them to move beyond that. Um, and I, yeah, it is. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. That oh, side of power. I'll have to connect you at some point. Yeah. How long has she been a social worker? Um, so she's four years younger than me, so I think she's been doing it for about ten years now. Oh, amazing! Yeah, she did something else first, and then went into it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I think we've got quite a few in our in our um, group that have come. They they were in care, and now they want to be social workers. I think it's quite a common thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think having that lived experience is amazing and um, just being able to transfer some of that. And I think you just sense those moments, you know, and you remember those moments where if something had been slightly different, it would have been better. And so Mm. I think she's determined that she can be that person to do it slightly differently. Um, And also for you, you've, the the route you've gone down, it's that wanting to help, wanting to make a change and make a difference to people. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a nurse. My brother's a primary school teacher. My sister's a social worker. So I think, yeah, yeah it, it has good. impacted you in that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, it's good. It's there's good. There is good to come out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like you are motivated and you do want to help. So yeah, I know there's the the yeah. other side, but. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I love all of that. And I'm, I, it's definitely made us all very motivated. We're quite strong characters. We're quite determined. When we see something we want to, have to, to, to change, we try and change it. Because I guess yeah. children weren't able to do that. Um, but I think the thing we all struggle with a little bit is like, what's home? How do you have roots? Where do you feel settled yeah. and stable? Um, yeah. So I'm kind of waiting for that moment where, where it hits, where I'm like, oh, this is what it feels like, but I haven't felt it yet. <laughs> no. No, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? And I guess as you get old, you, you've obviously with your um, family and then I guess then you're an adult and then you've got to figure that all out again, haven't you? Exactly, yeah. It like feels like lots of cycles of restarting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. just, yeah, doing it again, but then by yourself, whereas you've always had your siblings. Yeah, 
So yeah, I guess there's a lot of stages to it, isn't there? Definitely, definitely. And then it's trying not to relive all those cycles throughout your entire life. Oh, I've hit four years. What should I be doing now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're always looking for the next thing. What should yeah. I be doing? <laughs> oh, you'll always be busy then. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.